one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Louise Gallagher got a flutter in her stomach that she couldn't ignore when she met Conrad Cheney. He was really mysterious and romantic. Everything about him was exciting. But mystery turned to misery when Conrad's dark past became Louise's even darker present. Everything she knew was a lie. It was an absolute living hell for her. The amount of control that he had over her was astounding. Fueled by terror, Louise was forced to make the ultimate sacrifice to save the ones she loved. She was trapped. There was literally no escaping. I was in a panic. I couldn't believe I'd entrusted my life to such a monster. When it comes to love and marriage, things aren't always as they seem. Investment executive Louise Gallagher had no intentions of mixing work and play in August of 1998. The 44-year-old single mother from Calgary, Canada, knew what her priorities were. I had two amazing young daughters, Alexis and Lizanne, who were 12 and 10 years old, and I really needed to focus on them. But her attention shifted that fall when a new client pulled up on the scene. It was the company that manufactured kit cars. And I had gone to talk to this company that was looking to go public. And when Louise met the company's senior partner, 45-year-old Conrad Cheney, she was instantly charmed. When I first met Conrad, I shook his hand. And, you know, I had that sense that I'd met him before. And I said, we met before. You look really familiar. He looked deeply into my eyes and said, oh, no, if we'd ever met before, I'd never have let you go. <laughs> Ooh, wow. Oh, that's quite the line. When Louise told me about meeting this wonderful man, she described it to me as almost a magnetic force. 
She was mesmerized by him. So when Conrad asked Louise out on an official date, she decided it couldn't hurt to mix a little pleasure with business. We went to one of my favorite restaurants, and Conrad was really charming. He spent a lot of time telling me how beautiful I am. The flattery was a little overwhelming, but I couldn't deny my attraction to him. But as Louise blushed, Conrad suddenly turned pale. Midway through the dinner, suddenly Conrad got really shaky and started to have, uh, you know, belabored breathing. I had no idea what was going on. He got up from the table and made a phone call, and then two guys from his plant came and they left. I was feeling really unnerved to disappear like that. It's very strange. Several days passed before Louise finally heard from Conrad, and his explanation created more questions than answers. Conrad called and told me that he had been quite ill. I asked him what it was, but he wouldn't talk about it. It was clearly distressing him. I was definitely worried about him. Over the next few weeks, however, Louise's concerns were overshadowed by Conrad's charm. Conrad was the ultimate romantic. He sent this huge bouquet of flowers one day with a note that just said, from one of your greatest admirers. So I was falling hard for him. I thought he was really charismatic. I could tell my mom was genuinely falling for this man. And so to see her find someone was really exciting for us. After three months of dating, Conrad treated Louise to a spontaneous weekend getaway. And the surprises didn't stop there. We got there and were at dinner, and he pulled a ring out of his pocket. I mean, it was stunningly beautiful. I was shocked. And I said, this is way too soon. We need to just take this slowly. There's all the time in the world. That's when Conrad made a dire confession. He said, I have a heart condition. If I don't take care of it, just a couple of months away. I was stunned. I couldn't believe that here's my Prince Charming and he's gonna die? Conrad told Louise the only thing that could save him was an experimental surgery in California. So that night, Louise accepted Conrad's marriage proposal. I didn't know if he would survive this surgery, but how could I say no to a man who loves me so deeply and needs me? I felt that I had to do this for him. But Conrad's heart wasn't the only thing in trouble. Are you all right? And before long, Louise would find herself drawn into a dark underworld that she couldn't escape. Louise had no idea what or who was out there, and she was terrified. We were blindsided when things began to unravel. I was in too deep, and it wasn't going to stop until they had what they wanted. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. In the winter of 1998, Louise Gallagher was devastated to learn from her fiancé, Conrad Cheney, that he had a rare heart disease and his time was running out. Conrad told me that he had three months to live. Needless to say, I wanted to spend every moment with him that I could. But according to Conrad, with a risky surgery scheduled in the coming weeks, he was too busy to spend much time with Louise. Still, Conrad was there for Louise when it mattered most. When she needed knee surgery that November, it was Conrad who came to her rescue. When I was released from the ER, Conrad was right there to pick me up. But as I got in the car, I saw him pick something heavy off the front seat and move it into the back seat. I thought it was a gun. When I mentioned it to him, he reassured me that it was just a toy. And it was something left over from his daughter's Halloween event or something. I laughed at myself because that was just really weird of me to even think that. After spending New Year's Day together, Louise said a sad goodbye to Conrad as he left for his surgery. I'd asked if I could go to California to be there, but he said that that wouldn't be a good thing because he needed to conserve his energy. So I remember feeling so lost because I knew he may or may not survive. Finally, four days later, Louise received a call, but it wasn't from Conrad. It was his associates calling me to say that they believed it was a success. They said he wasn't able to talk, They were trying to keep him really quiet and calm. She was relieved that that he'd made it through the surgery, but still very frustrated to be here in Calgary. She really wanted to be there with him. 
so Louise was overjoyed when her fiancé returned the following month and said he was fully recovered. I was just ecstatic to be with him. But I must admit he looked really healthy for a guy who'd had this crazy, risky surgery. But I just decided to let it go. But what Louise couldn't let go was the feeling she was inching closer to the bottom of Conrad's priority list. Conrad was always too tired from recovering or too busy catching up at work. And I began to feel more pushed to the side. Louise's feelings of doubt were replaced with dread when Conrad gave her some crushing news. I was sound asleep and the phone rang. It was about 1.30 in the morning. And I answered the phone, and all I could hear was Conrad crying. Sorry, I'm sorry. Are you all right? And what Conrad said next would force Louise into a prison of fear and paranoia that would change her life forever. It was like a living hell for her. When he said those words, it was like someone kicked the air right out of me. In February of 1999, Louise Gallagher received a frantic phone call from her fiancé, Conrad Cheney, that turned her entire world upside down. All he would say was, I'm so sorry, I've put you in harm's way. And he told me that he was part of an organized crime family and that they had discovered his love for me. I was stunned. I couldn't believe that it was true. According to Conrad, his mafia family was angry that he was in love with someone outside their trusted circle. Oh my God. After all, with pillow talk comes loose lips. I didn't have any secrets to share, but Conrad would say they don't believe that. And he said he had received an envelope, and in the envelope there were three bullets, and one for me and one for each of my daughters. It was a warning that we were in danger. I just remember this feeling of being absolutely terrified. Louise thought a call to the police was their only hope, but Conrad had other plans. He said, if you go to the police, they will know, and that's what would trigger them to kidnapping the girls. Terrified and unable to sleep that night, Louise thought back to her relationship with Conrad, and suddenly all the pieces came together. The gun made sense. I just thought to myself, oh my God, it must not have been a toy gun at all. So I was angry with myself because I put my daughters in this situation and it was all my fault and I didn't know what to do. To keep her daughters safe, Louise kept the mafia threat to herself, but slowly the secret ate away at her. This was not something I felt that they needed to carry. So I had to pretend like everything was just fine. But soon after, the threats against Louise seemed to become a reality. One day, one of my neighbors came over and she said, I saw somebody sneaking around your car. And I phoned Conrad and he immediately sent his associates over to look for bombs under the car. They never found anything, but it was just this constant, constant unsettling fear. Louise's only peace of mind was that Conrad had her followed everywhere for her protection. I thought it was scary and unsettling, but he had had me followed, and he always knew where I was. But he was protecting me and my daughters. 
Later that summer, the stress of the situation caused Conrad's health to take another grim turn. I got a phone call from one of his associates saying that Conrad was in California in hospital and that they were going to put him on life support system. Part of my mind went to this place that said, Conrad is protecting me and my daughters, and as long as Conrad is alive, then my daughters are safe. But if he died, I just didn't know what was going to happen. I was terrified. Within days of learning of Conrad's condition, Louise ran into a friend at a local coffee shop. Alone and afraid, she broke down and told him about her fiancé in a coma in California. My friend agreed he wouldn't tell anyone. But a few days later, I received a phone call from a woman who was a friend of my friend. And she just said, my daughter, Rebecca, is talking to her man on life support in California as well. And his name is Conrad. And I thought, no, that can't be. Flooded with emotions, Louise arranged to meet the woman that very day at her home and discovered Rebecca's Conrad and her Conrad were one and the same. She just broke down, and I just got really angry. It was like someone stabbed me in the heart, and I was in shock. Enraged, the two women immediately drove to Conrad's office to demand information on his condition and whereabouts. And what they found was appalling. We walked straight into Conrad's office, and sure enough, there he was, sitting behind his desk. He should be on life support, but he's not. He's sitting there. Rebecca just started yelling at him. But I was just absolutely speechless. Louise may have been at a loss for words, but Conrad wasn't. He said that he had lied about being on life support to protect us. He hoped it would somehow shake the mafia off of his trail. He had started seeing Rebecca in the hopes that it would take the mafia's attention off of me. that it didn't change the fact that he was cheating and I was devastated. Conrad said that he was going to end everything with Rebecca and reminded me of what could happen if I broke up with him. If Louise walked away and then something happened to one of her daughters, she'd never forgive herself. She couldn't take that chance. Conrad told Louise he ended it with Rebecca and for the next three years, Louise stayed under Conrad's thumb always fearful of when his mafia family would make their move. My sister and I realized that Conrad was toxic. You have to break up with him. It was really clear that she had no intention of leaving him, so we went to live with my dad. That was the moment my heart just broke. They didn't know I was only staying with Conrad for their own protection. That was best for them that they stay with their dad, because with me, they would be in danger. By January 2003, the strain and threats were becoming too much. So Conrad came up with a solution. The couple would steal away in the middle of the night to the Canadian countryside, where no one, not even the mafia, could find them. All I could think of was that I had to get him away from the people I love. So I just went with him. But soon Louise would discover that the mafia was the least of her worries. There was something much closer and much more dangerous to fear. She had no idea what Conrad had in store for her. She never saw it coming. My biggest fear was that I'd never be able to tell her that I still loved her. 
I remember thinking, he's gonna kill me. Today's the day. For three months, we stayed in a bed and breakfast out in the country, but Conrad was acting so different. He would scream and he would remind me of how all of it was my fault. I was just terrified. I just thought he was going to kill me because he had to get rid of me, and I kept waiting for him to do it. After almost four months of hiding, they had some unexpected visitors. I was in a panic. I thought the police were going to tell me that something had happened to my daughters and that this, all of it, had been for nothing. Louise was shocked and relieved to learn that it wasn't her daughters that were in trouble. It was Conrad. They had a warrant, and they started to read off the list of charges, and they told him he was under arrest. And I thought, who is this man? Conrad wasn't wanted by the mafia. He was wanted by the law for charges of breaking and entering, fraud, and forgery. And thanks to Louise's loved ones, police were able to track him down. When Louise vanished, we had a sense of the peril she was in. So we went to the police and we told them that we knew she was with Conrad. The police had warrants out for Conrad's arrest. So they knew that if they found Louise, then they would find Conrad. So they managed to track Louise down through a check that she had written. And when they did, Louise was dumbfounded to find that nothing about her fiancé was as it seemed. Conrad presented this image of a very, very successful business when in fact it was crumbling. It was close to bankruptcy. And that's what led him to open cell phone accounts in his daughter's name. He had purchased a car in his aunt's name and they filed charges against Conrad. This lightning bolt hit me and it wasn't until then that I realized just how deeply rooted Conrad's lies were. It turned out Conrad wasn't just broke and a fraud. He was a cheat and a stalker as well. Conrad told Louise he was going to break up with Rebecca, but he kept seeing her. She tried to break up with him. He didn't like that, so he began stalking Rebecca, harassing her. He broke into her home, and she had him charged for that. Police took Conrad into custody, and Louise's family brought her back to safety and to her daughters. My sisters and my mom had flown them out to Vancouver to see me, and it was so magical. Alexis and Lizanne are the reason I'm alive today. I don't think I could put into words how much I love my mom and how thankful I am that she made it through. With Conrad behind bars, Louise learned the truth from police and finally realized she was just a pawn in his sick game. The only heart condition Conrad ever had was that he didn't have a heart. He was not part of an organized crime family. They were not these evil men waiting out there and willing to kidnap the girls. Everything he told me was a lie. I felt used and I felt empty and I felt devastated. In July of 2003, Conrad Cheney pled guilty to fraud, forgery, and breaking and entering. He was sentenced to two years, one month, and 26 days in federal prison. This wasn't about a love affair gone bad. It was about abuse. They didn't believe evil existed, but I believe evil does exist now. Today, Louise has healed from her experience 
and she's stronger than ever. I have gained back my self-respect, and I've gained my daughters back, and we have a relationship that is stronger and is filled with love and caring. The light is definitely back in my mom's eyes, and I don't think that there will ever be anything that could extinguish that again. I can't stop an abuser being who they are, but I can't stop their abuse in my life. Nothing can destroy me as long as I stand true to me.